Hey, so this is Chris. I want to give you a quick medical minute on diverticulitis. So basically, some of this information was taken from a uh, page on uh, e-medicine from David Johnson. So I'll give him uh, credit for this. Uh, so there's been some recent articles questioning the use of antibiotics for acute episodes of diverticulitis. So we've all seen patients with diverticulitis uh, come in through the ED. It's fairly common. We spend a lot of money on it. I think annually it's about $2 billion uh, a year for the treatment. And the current treatment standard was uh, to treat with antibiotics. Um, the downside, of course, is antibiotic resistance and C. difficile colitis. So uh, they looked at a couple studies. One was from Sweden uh, where they had 670 patients and they randomized them to receive antibiotics or just IV uh, saline solution. And they found no significant difference in resolution of symptoms or complications. So no increased risk of abscess or perforation, no risk or no change in the duration of hospital stay or recurrent uh, diverticular disease. There was a second study about involving 530 patients in the Netherlands that was similar in design. They treated the patients with uh, either 10 days of antibiotics or observation. So keep in mind, these were inpatients, uh, but still they received no treatment versus antibiotics, and there was no significant difference in time to resolution, complication, duration of hospital stay, or risk of recurrence. So the question becomes, well, why are we using antibiotics? And again, it's one of those traditional uh, things that we tend to do without a lot of uh, science behind it. So one of the things to keep in mind is we probably won't switch to no antibiotics for all patients. Um, so... <clears throat> Some background on these studies, the patients did receive imaging studies. Uh, they showed there was no evidence of perforation or abscess. Um, I think the patients were not immunocompromised, so it still is a select group of patients. And uh, one of the studies was actually inpatients, so you really need to ensure very close follow-up. Nonetheless, I think there is an opportunity here to have a discussion with patients and to uh, have some shared decision-making regarding, um, let's say you had a patient who is otherwise healthy, young, without immune deficiency, no fever, no white blood cell count. They have a CT that shows no evidence of perforation or abscess. Maybe they've had C. difficile before, and you might want to have a conversation saying there are a couple studies now that say diverticulitis does not need to be treated with antibiotics, and it might be reasonable to observe them very closely. Um, so this is still an evolution. I don't think it's the standard of care yet in the U.S., uh, but look for this upcoming change in the near future. <clears throat> One other side note, um, people will Google, and I still hear people uh, talking about um, avoiding seeds and nuts um, and popcorn and that sort of thing. Well, that's been disproven almost a decade ago. So there was an article in BMJ and also in JAMA um, where they looked at this very question. And uh, the JAMA article was 800 uh, patients, 801 patients who had diverticul uh, diverticulosis and diverticular bleeding, and there was no association with nut, popcorn, or seed uh, intake and the risk of subsequent bleeding or subsequent conversion of diverticulosis to diverticulitis. So people do not need to watch uh, what they eat as far as nuts, corn, popcorn, seeds, that sort of thing. There is some data on higher fiber diets, so that's probably reasonable to consider. Uh, but again, people can go crazy with popcorn and almonds. All right, this has been your Medical Minute. Thanks.